0: Hey, this is Bob in the Don't Die podcast, brought to you by Ohana Fest down in Dana Point. And brought to you by Live Nation, bringing you concerts all over the world. It all begins with getting off drugs, people. Let's go out and live life. Get sober, get the right treatment for you, and stop dying. Stop dying, Chuck. That is the magical potion of life. Stop <laughs> dying. <laughs>
1: the magic. The magic. The here. magic. The, the secret magic. of living is not dying.
0: It is the whole trick of it. And this kind of goes, well, oh, my God, Idris coming in here. Here, Here's an interesting (laughs) thing that happened to me the other day. Sydney was looking at me. Like, Sydney is like, you know, she's looking at me on the couch, and she goes, you're 62, right? And I said, yeah. And she goes, you don't seem old. And I said, well, thank you.
1: <laughs> and then, it wasn't and then, a compliment.
0: So then, so then, like around the forest household, we're always watching TV. So then there was it we watched TV for a bit more. And then uh, something came up at the end of the episode or whatever. And then uh I looked at her and I said, What made you think of that? And she goes, Well, I just somebody said they were some somebody had, it had come up that she was paying attention. She eavesdropped on adults and they were in their sixties. And they seemed old, but I don't seem old. So I took that as oh, the I ultimate compliment. I just, yeah. am I old? Am I old? I'm gonna be 27 years sober. That's old. Woo. Yeah, get you your gotta be old in there. To be 27 years sober, you got to be fucking old. That's, that's okay. So bad. Chuck,
2: guess <laughs> yeah. who's turning 27 years old? 27 years week? sober. 27 years old, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> uh next December There's oh, no uh, March 16th.
1: Right? Uh That'd no idea. That would be, be me, child. Uh, that would be
2: uh, me. Oh. Hence March our 16th. guest today is hoy who has many stories to tell who i would be
0: dead if it was not for so so i used to hate when AA people say i'd be dead especially like friends of mine would say the rehab center they went to i'd be dead if it wasn't for cry help like cry help's a fucking building dude it's people (laughs) it's people and luckily i have one human being that i can say i would be dead if it weren't for chris hoy who's going to be on right now (laughs)
1: Chris, man, hello, man. That,
0: that that's a lot of uh that's,
3: that's a lot of weight to carry there. Yeah, Bobby. you're to blame <laughs> for all this
1: fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, enjoy enjoy the adulation because it changes. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. lot
3: of people lost money He'll on pro- those
1: be- on those bets. I guess Bobby you, you you really know, did.
0: No, but right now <laughs> the way this podcast is going, you probably get some emails. And say you shouldn't have fucking done that, dude. That guy's <laughs> fucking. That guy's a fucking asshole.
1: He's a scumbag. <laughs> and they were
0: they were saying that when you were on my couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the other thing: is somebody else had tried to help me a few months before. Yeah, and you probably robbed them, took all
3: their Well, not kids.
0: not until they turned against me.
3: They no, turned was against me.
1: It was their fault. It,
0: well, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck, now come on, sometimes that's true. Oh, no, so, you're right. These things so deserved like, it. Mike Murphy, Mike Murphy was letting me stay at his house. A bunch of AA people call him like, you shouldn't let Bob Forrest stay at your house. He'll fucking steal from you. And he was like, um, he got all nervous, right? And I could tell he was believing them, Hoy. You didn't believe him. You
2: no, said, no, no. Fuck
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> they said Bob's at your
3: house right now. What are you doing at a meeting?
2: <laughs> I
1: said I'm well, going to a meeting. I wouldn't. He's going to steal all your
3: CDs, everything.
0: <laughs> if, uh, but Hoy, did you did tell me if you ever steal anything from me, uh, Bobby, was, I'll, I'll said, kick I'll, your ass. I told ass. them
3: that too. I said I'll fucking kill him. <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> and at that point in time, I was probably liable to do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but And, and I, t- I, um, you know, I don't know why. And it was the strangest thing. Hoy lived on Vendome street in the same apartment building that I had lived in before my homelessness. I, I, <laughs> I didn't used know to that. Walk, yeah. That one little place going up the stairs, oh, yeah, a right little place door. to the right. Yeah. 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 And I, So I would have to walk up and hope that Hoy or Bianca were home so I could be let in because I wasn't allowed to have a key, Chuck. Is that awful? Is that awful to let someone live at your house, but they can't have a key? Well, how bad was that? You were on the couch at that point, Bobby.
1: (laughs) My my folks made me stay in the backyard (laughs) in the trailer. They wouldn't let me in the house.
0: (laughs) So you know, to the modern recovery rehab people, this is like a foreign language. This is Maoist China. This is like gulag stuff. That that's how we used uh, to do it. Yeah, and
3: it worked, didn't it? Yeah, I mean that's why I put Bob on the couch because that's what we'd done for years and years and years to everybody
1: like yeah, when yeah, wag and, and
3: i lived together we always had somebody on the couch
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and they they didn't have me on it though <laughs> no no sure. no <laughs> <laughs> so you just guys sit were, on them right just you, sit on them. no no well no they would always try to do that with me and i was too smart for them i go oh i'll go to rehab i got insurance smart. and i would, I would, I would like <laughs> slip away to exodus exodus <laughs> rehab was like you know, you could get the AA police off your back by going to Exodus and <laughs> stay there, then stay there for a week and just jam out of there. I was like, uh, uh, you know what I mean? Well, you
1: sure avoided help. you.
0: I used rehab as a way to get away from help. Yes, you well, that's,
1: that's some uh, great thinking
0: well i had good insurance chuck i had good insurance
1: <laughs> i got bomb insurance bro you ain't gonna throw me out <laughs> <laughs> no i
0: back then you had started to pay that's what nobody understands so you didn't just check in with your insurance card you had to pay them and then you got your money back from the insurance company
2: oh well, I remember I was, my
0: dad had good insurance. He didn't have to pay. He
3: was, you know, he had good insurance, and they just took well, me. Well, if you in. wanted
0: to go, wait, wait, I got in then. That if you wanted to go to the nice places, you had to
3: pay. <laughs> oh, okay.
0: If you wanted to go to ASAP and Van Nuys, you could go. Yeah. If, you to, if you wanted to go to Cry Help, you could go.
1: Is but that if you where you to went go Chris? to? Yeah, yeah.
3: Chuck, I heard you talking to Wag about it. Like uh, a lot of that stuff that you were talking to Wag about, he didn't know what you were talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know Cold Water. Uh, hospital i know pasadena community hospital i visited quite a few of their uh finer establishments
1: yeah and were you apart, in, were you in as a
0: minor
1: i was in as a minor
0: once did against, they lock you into your bed did
3: they yeah, once against my your... will
0: they, they tricked me into going <laughs>
3: and they're, they're like hey get in the car i'm like i gotta pee first you know what i mean i fucking stashed the coke in my fucking uh sock you know what i mean and I ended up getting it into cold, cold water, and I escaped there one time. And I told this guy, "Go if I leave, I'm they're gonna, I'm gonna get in trouble." You know, I jumped the fence. Had the, I wrote a guy a letter, one of my buddies, and he came to the McDonald's and and I hopped the fence. I I stayed out during like the outside side group. Everyone went in, and I kind of hid and hopped the fence. I go, I can't leave. I got to go back in there. You know, I'll get in trouble with the police.
0: You broke back into the rehab Yeah, broke center? back in. He, he goes, well, here, please
3: take, please take a bong hit. So I'm like, all right, you know, boom, take a bong hit, back over the thing. And I, I was, like, knocked on the door. They said, what are you doing out here? I said, I, I you know, I just was, you know, meditating or something. You know, I, know <laughs>
1: yeah, I was
3: meditating so yeah. hard, bro. And they let me, yeah, they let me back in. Like, I didn't even get in trouble.
0: I was in nice. I was and then two Exodus. weeks later, I broke out of there. You know what I mean? We went to some other place. I was in Exodus, which was my favorite rehab in the in Los Angeles. It, it was at Daniel Freeman Hospital in Marine del Rey. It was very nice. It was like twenty-two beds. It was on a ground floor, so you had an outdoor patio with a ping-pong table. All the things that you need for recovery. You had good food. You had cereal. You had milk. You had coffee, and you had cool people. Like there, was, all the musicians went there. So, so I'm there. And I'm really trying. Like I had, Chuck, I had these things where I would try. I would really be convinced in my innermost self that I was alcoholic and that uh, my life was unmanageable. And then somewhere along the line, like day eight, that would just shift. It would shift. But I had, uh, but at this (laughs) point, I was really motivated like day six, right? And everybody could smell marijuana. I was in there with a friend of mine's uh, girlfriend and a bunch of people I knew, and you could smell pot. And there were some, people from the entertainment industry that us punk rockers didn't like. And it was one of those people that was smoking pot and he was in his bathroom, but it was so obvious and smelled all the way through the corridor and into the group room. It smelled like <laughs> pot. And so they're. It's pounding, hard to there, hide. there was this great uh, nurse there, Kathy Kilgard, and she was pounding on the door saying, open up. And he's like, just a minute. <laughs> and like, and, and like, And then, he, he opens the door and I was standing in the hallway, me and two other people standing in the hallway to see him get kicked out because we wanted him to get kicked out. This is awful. The way addicts are, it was it's just a gang mentality. So we were hoping he's going to get kicked out. He comes out, he says, the greatest line ever. God, you can't even meditate around here without somebody up your ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: and,
0: and pot smoke coming out. I remember Kathy. So Kathy is the greatest. Yeah, she's, she a great she's last the one meet. that I. She's the one that I was AMAing, and I had my little suitcase, my cool little like fifties cool suitcase. and I said, "Will you just can? Can I leave this here?" And she goes, "What are you doing?" And I was walking around behind the nurse station to leave it, and she goes, "What are you talking about, Bob?" And I said, "I just I, 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 you, We both know I'm coming back. Do I have to <laughs> really take my suitcase with me <laughs> <laughs> like an encore?" <laughs> I'm coming back? Why? Why? My, my, no. it, might, it might be in two weeks, but I mean, why repack? I like, just keep this. This is the rehab pajama stuff. Just let's leave oh, it here. That's so sad.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got the foot spray, and it's got my my loose clothing. I'm good, ready for rehab.
0: I was <laughs> I was in there eight times. Eight times I was in that rehab, and so you wow. had to pay to go in there, and then they gave you your money back, or I don't know how it worked, but somehow. Somehow you end up paying like $5,000 for a $15,000 30 days. But that was a great rehab. That's where Harold Owens worked. Um, uh, Lori, remember that woman, Lori? She was a great counselor. With with the black hair. Yeah. And and then Dr. Murphy was the doctor. He was the greatest. Um, And then Kathy. What a team that was. What a fucking team. In, In Coldwater, that's where I met like... Buddy Arnold and Bob Kimmins. Yeah, Yeah, this is like when I was 16. Yeah, there were such great people then. And there was great people along the way, but now it's changed so much. It's funny. You can't even be a personality, can you, Chuck? Like these people were larger than life. Like Dr. Murphy, the guy that ran Exodus, he would just call you an asshole. Like a doctor, call you an asshole. Like I, I yeah. doubt that. I doubt that's going on. You know, the, maybe you were just a special <laughs>
1: case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was the only time he ever said it. <laughs> and, it, it and HR said, "Yeah, he is." <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: I'm going to sue you. That right now, I'm going to fucking sue you. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. just calling a spade a spade, as they say. <laughs> I,
1: I I catch grief every once in a while, but it there is. A limit. You really have to know the room. You really have to know the people you're working with. Cause if you do get the whiners that, that run off and, and snitch when you're talking to them, like person to person, like, listen, man, you got to stop being a dick. Oh yeah. You so know
0: you, you use that word. You use that word a lot that I don't know that that's a, you know, I use words and the Mike and I have talked about it. I'm trying to modernize my language, my pejorative language it's called. So
1: uh, <laughs> it's true because I because
0: right. I, I use language that I grew up with and some I've let go and I don't use anymore and there's a couple more that I'm I'm shooting for 2023 to let go of but you do use that word a lot Chuck.
1: yeah well it, I think it fits. I think everybody knows right away what we're talking about. <laughs> it's just like you know it, it's not being not being a baby not being a a piece some people are just, Dicks. When they're dicks, they know they're dicks, and sometimes it helps to pull them aside and just like person to person them, you know. Not well, even I a man.
0: Term. I use a term that I thought would be harmless in the 21st century, uh, are, I, and I put it in a question form, so that it's kind of not as offensive. I say, "Are you a fucking idiot?" <laughs>
1: right? Oh Jesus! You would
0: think. What word in there is culturally <laughs> wrong? What word in there is wrong? There are still idiots, aren't there? Hoy, I mean, yeah, that's the A that it's not
3: even gender specific. That one, yeah,
0: no, John. So so <laughs> no, but
3: what what is the
1: what is the IQ level of an idiot?
0: Hoy was in a union, he knows all this language. So fucking people say the fuck word, like you listen to a rap song, you, you there's like a 368 fuck you's in there in about four <laughs> minutes. So fuck <laughs> can't be a bad word. So exactly. and then, are you? You being, you know, the whatever the pronoun, are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> and you know what I got accused of aggression.
1: Oh, you can't what? win
0: with this, you can't no, win
1: because it's. Because it's still pejorative, even if it's a question. Like, you can't call somebody a liar. You have to say, I, I think didn't you're call lying. him. I, I, asked I, I know. Him, I posed
0: a question. Are you was a implied.
1: fucking idiot? <laughs> it was <laughs> it it a rhetorical implied? question. <laughs> it was rhetorical. It didn't need an answer. Are you a fucking idiot? <laughs> Come on, really? <laughs> well, <laughs> the guy was
0: saying, you know, he's tried, this is his logic. He said, I you know, Bob, I tried Suboxone like you told me to. I said, I didn't, when, I, I, when did I tell you you should be on Suboxone? Because I make a thing. I say, well, you can be. I mean, it's better than being on fentanyl and dying. I'll say that. I never say you should be on Suboxone, right? But he says I'm the one that made him get on Suboxone, and it doesn't work for him. But what does work is pot and Suboxone. And I okay. retort.
1: And I retorted, "Are you a Are fucking? Are you a idiot? fucking idiot?" <laughs> Just say I, I, I'm better with suboxone and soft drugs. I just don't know why people want to call that sobriety. That's just changing the seats on the Titanic. Boy,
0: you probably go to more meetings than anybody with 20 years or more that I know of. How much is pot? Because I go to like one meeting every two weeks or something. How much is pot a part of AA now, especially in the San Fernando Valley? I don't know. It's, it's
3: just so the line. There's so much. Dude, gray I see area. people
0: at meetings that I know
3: are stoned for sure are stoned as medication too. You know what I mean? They're like, what is it? You know, I don't know. You know what they are. Those benzos. You can do anything so, and be sober. So, but Are
0: people more openly talking wake up about the hangover pot? and be sober? Yeah. Are people <laughs> right. talking do, about pot? Are people not, talking not really. about pot? really. I, I hear a little bit, you know, California sobriety, they call it. Well, that meaning I met you and Waggot two people talked about pot. And if you don't like it and blah, blah, blah. Oh,
3: oh, yeah, that was yeah. I, I remember that. That was probably the only time I ever heard people talking about it.
0: Yeah, the guy said Chuck that if he he smokes pot and he considers himself sober. And if you don't like it, you can go fuck yourself or read the text. It never doesn't say anything about pot. I'm like, <laughs> God, I'm so glad I drove to North Hollywood to give a cake.
1: I love it when people show up, and I love it when people show up to a meeting that's designed to be one thing and want to change it. Yeah, it, it's just like, this is this is here for this purpose. And there's a thousand different A's, you know, make, well, how make, come make, there's make no a birthday? new A.
0: How come there's not? How come all meetings don't do birthdays anymore? Now you got to go to one meeting, this one meeting that does. Cakes. Birthday like, meeting, why yeah. is that? Why is that? Every don't every, know. every meeting
1: is two cake. big big meetings big meetings with a lot of cakes unless they do one cake for everyone and limit the share yeah, to well, one minute or something a lot of people just they they fell out of it i don't know i mean there's a lot you know of things what? missing you know from what? meetings. Cubby,
0: you know what cubby you know i forget if it was cubby or it was like a it was like a business meeting at third and gardener in the 90s when i was really active and involved and somebody brought up that that people you know you know and but uh, chuck you never been to me but mike and Hoy and i have you know how people just go and for the cakes and then they leave at the break at third and gardener sunday morning they were trying to figure out how to stop that and i was like I was the only one that was there at the business meeting saying, "Well, I kind of like it. There's more chairs and people can sit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I,
1: I don't, I don't mind that half the fucking room clears out. I don't fucking care. You know, right? and if half, if half the room decides to but leave, that's, that's on them. At least but they wait, for the first This half. is the
0: insanity of an AA business meeting. So then it gets goes round and round. How do we stop it? If you take a cake, you, you know, like, you know, like how people think, like, if you take a cake, you have to stay for the whole meeting. We'll make an announcement. And I was like, what? what? what?
1: <laughs> no, if you've got so, opening slot, you got to stay for the whole gig. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to see, see the headliner. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So, so it goes around and around. And the interesting thing, they went to that thing of like, well, let, what if we had just one cake? We had all the people come up. And one cake, and then everybody speak in order of sobriety, like the person with one year to the person with uh, 20 years. It's the only thing I objected to, because they were saying the person with one year should only talk for one minute. And then the person with (laughs) 25 25 years or more should be able to speak for longer. I was like, I, and I raised my hand. I raised my hand, (laughs) like, you know, burning desire over here. I think it should be the exact opposite.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think
0: that the people with the most time should only Wait, share for one how minute, and the you, people Bob? with one year should, should have three minutes.
1: How 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 new were you, Bob? How many years did you have? Three years sober. That's why. <laughs> I think three years is the most important chip. Yeah, the three-year three people years. should really be able to talk about. <laughs>
0: But it was so crazy. And in the end, they decided to do nothing, which is, you know, that's what (laughs) Buddy Arnold used to say. One of the hardest things for an alcoholic to do is successfully do nothing, (laughs) meaning don't make any big decisions. You know what I mean? (laughs) Successfully do nothing and and successfully do nothing ruled at that. But it was so crazy. Like they were going to mandate that if you took a cake, you have to stay till the end of the
1: meeting. <laughs> I want to know how did how did Chris, boy, save your life? You said he saved your life more than he just he, gave you a couch. Yeah, because he loved this me. A teachable he was the moment. first
0: person. He was the first person, I think. I don't know, just unconditionally loved me. He just treated me like for three or four years, people had treated me either felt sorry for me or were mad at me or didn't want to see me and were like look the other way and like try to avoid me. (laughs) So when everyone you know is either avoiding you, mad at you, or feel sorry for you, Hoy was just straight up with me and kind and and direct and like I think about that a lot. That house, but but six months before that, I was in that
3: halfway house on Vine Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Bob, Bob is like. I saw him somewhere. I said, Hey, I need a ride to a meeting. And he's like, I'll come get you. You know what I mean? And, and he showed up, and I remember that one time we were sitting on the thing, and you, and you ran out of gas,
1: right? Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so the second smartest
1: th- thing you can do in a car. He
3: <laughs> comes to pick me up and runs out of gas. We coasted all the way down to Santa Monica to the gas Yeah, lane. to Santa
0: Monica. dude. And dude, then I put down. gas in the so car. So the halfway house, that, and this was a true, <laughs> this was a, let's be honest, Hoy, this was a true halfway house. This was not halfway out of rehab. This was halfway out of prison. And it was at the top of Vine. And I pulled up in Max's old Cadillac, right? Is that the car I had? The old car, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, and then I'm sitting there and I turn it on because Hoy had money because he just got out of prison. So I'm trying (laughs) not much.
2: Everybody
0: knew Hoy was had. (laughs) And so I was just trying to get to Hoy to have him put like $4 worth of gas in the car. This is back when gas was like 89 cents a gallon. And so, so I get there and I go in and get them and you got to sign out or you got to talk to some jailbird or whatever. And then we go out to the car and I start it up and it won't start it's out of gas. And so I said, shit, like we and so we glided Mike, Mike's familiar with this from the tower, from the Capitol <laughs> Tower all the way to Santa Monica uh, mobile station. <laughs> yep. You're just like honking the horn coming to yeah. fountain, it's a red light. Like, oh, <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: <we got> <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. So, so Bob's act of kindness wasn't altruistic at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. hey, he knew you
3: exactly.
0: But
1: nah. he didn't
3: stay sober then either. You know, you I
0: used after nine months. Yeah. But I was, but you know, that's the other thing. I was talking to my friend today about. How I have all these friends that have re- in the last year or two decided to drink again after 14 years, after 22 years, or 23 years, or 25 years. And if it's a mistake, we've made such a big deal about time. And Bill Wilson didn't have any time. Dr. Bob didn't have. Bill Wilson had like two and a half years when he wrote the big book,
2: yeah. Dr. Yeah. Bob
0: had a year. <laughs> So, so the one thing that didn't isn't a part of the big book is what is time? What is these birthdays? What is this annual celebration we do? It doesn't really exist. Yeah, I, uh, if I make it another nine days, I have twenty-seven years. That's doesn't really exist. It's not it, it, true. But when you use again, all of a sudden it becomes so real, right? And so people can't just say, oh, I started drinking again, and it's a bummer, and I'm going to stop, and I'm going to be sober again. It's so hard for people to do that. And Mike, you know this, Hal, Hal Negro, Marty Goldberg died because of that, because he couldn't get over the fact that he had 14 years, and now he couldn't get 14 days. Right. And it's just a day. It's just. How many times? How many times did you do that? But you once, know? but I've never <laughs> had long period. I never had right. over a year and thrown it away. You have, what did it feel like? You had five years, right? And
3: got low. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew uh, there was no like, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have, it. I, maybe I'm not, it was none of that. I was like, it's time to put on my seatbelt. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right.
1: Lace up the shoes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. I want to go. Th- here we go. I want to go through that. Cause I think that when, in my first eight years, I think. There was a fear of going full on into it that I would die. There was a sl- that was one of the little things. Like I can't, I, you know, I was forty three years old. Was I really going to go back to shooting speed balls at forty three years old? So it really did kind of well, keep me you know, from. Even fi- she didn't, she didn't stop till fifty. Uh, know, but, she, but, but so so let me ask. He's rolling you, up on seventy seven. So, 77. so <laughs> Chris Hoy. Go through and how did you make it to five years? You had four and a half years or something.
3: I took a five-year cake in Hawaii and it was probably three months after that. And,
0: and so go through that, go through that day. You get up in the morning, you go, this is the day I'm going back to heroin and Coke. Yeah, well, I was living, I was living in the area, and
3: there was a bunch of Brazilians living near uh, oh, underneath he's, us. He's blaming a whole country, oh, Chuck. I'm not, <laughs> not blaming the Brazilians, but they were just going all the time for months. Wait, how many know? is
1: a Brazilian? It's more than a million. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know
3: that they were smuggling coke and doing the whole thing. So obviously, so just coke fighting. was the first thing you did. <laughs> did you just snort a line of coke? No, no, no. I, I, I was in a bar, with, a Mexican restaurant, with my friend, and I said, "Get me a shot of uh, tequila and a beer." There you go. And there's a
0: friend that I've known in <laughs> my whole life, you know, and did he's like, see? did you hear how positively
2: Mike said that? There you go. <laughs> there, there was so much
1: relief in your that voice. That fucking tequila
2: probably tasted so good, man. That fucking probably tasted amazing. thirsty
3: now, let me tell you. Hey, you want to hear something funny? Okay, you know Smog.
2: Wait, you know Smog. We'll get right back to You know Smog. He went at like nine years. Yeah, yeah. And I swear to God. He didn't even drink a beer. He just went straight to heroin. <laughs> he went he straight. Shot, to wasn't he scared? He wasn't scared. He's was going to die. No, he, he, he shot heroin for like a few days, and then he came back, and he never even had a beer. I said, "You never had a fucking you didn't even have a beer thing? Aren't you a little apprehensive? Aren't you? A, hey,
0: hoy, going back to that? Aren't you a little out of practice with the heroin and the cocaine? Does nah, it take That's why time, I started with the- a shot of tequila and a beer.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. loosen you up." And, and then,
0: then I did that night and that night you <laughs> do Coke. Oh, no, It was a
3: while before I did that. Oh, okay. Before uh, I got in. Was it, it. fun
1: I- though? Cause I went back after like a year and I thoroughly enjoyed it for a while. Oh, I mean but not, it's not, know, not eight. Years. I would have never got, got to
3: skydive on acid if I didn't go out. You <laughs> know what I
1: mean? Uh, <laughs> that was <Nice>. fun. <laughs> oh no, there's a bucket list. <laughs> oh, that's fucking amazing.
0: That I I you know, I, I tried to name Never Say Never like the uh song by that band from San Francisco. What was that band? Never say never. Romeo <laughs> Void. <laughs> Romeo Void. That was a great song. Uh mm-hmm. that saxophone player was in Feloni Monster for a while. So uh so I never say never, but I'm pretty sure at my age with my life and the, the way it's going, I'm never going to know what it's like to be on acid uh, you skydiving. probably
2: won't Because, A,
0: acid, I'm not no. saying I won't experience acid. I'm not saying <laughs> that. <laughs> but I promise you I'm not skydiving. I can't you know even what? go
2: out on the balcony of a 10-story apartment. I can't skydive. I can totally relate to that, Hoy, uh, though, because uh we used to take acid and jump off the biggest bridge that we could find, which was the Los Alamitos. You know, you could sail a sailboat underneath it. It was big. Yeah, probably at night. <laughs> yeah, it was great, man.
1: Low tide. Uh, I, low I tide. feel like you've I feel like you've issued a challenge. Uh, yeah, it was pretty good, man.
2: I want to go back. I want to go into the part where you go back to prison after having so <laughs> five years sober. Well, as I
3: slowly started getting into everything, once I got into it, I was into it,
2: you know? Yeah, and you uh, always did dangerous motherfucking shit. That's all yeah. I remember. You were a, you were <laughs> the toughest guy. The only, probably the only guy that could deal with Bob Forrest. To, that's what I was going to ask. You know, because you were one of the toughest hombres we had in that whole group. You know what I mean? Like nobody, you know, everybody knew it. And so you nobody fucked with ga- Hoy. No, nobody fucked with Hoy. And, no, uh, and- <laughs> I saw one guy that did, and
0: he didn't fuck with Hoy for very long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bo- Bob
3: saw me behave poorly a lot. Yeah. Oh no. It, no let me in tell. In-
0: These are well, legendary. These are of, legendary. Out-law sobriety. So, so let me oh, tell Hoy then Hoy then is my, you know, my mentor spiritual advisor whatever and the first five years of my sobriety go from millies to music back to real life right and so hoy was uh what what were you categorized like on those music videos what was your title art department you know art department <laughs> so hoy bobby, bobby was our runner <laughs> Hoy, hoy hires go the it. worst of the worst out of aa i'm telling you me chris bohm andrew clark I mean, could you get a more ragtag team of people? Oh, and uh, still I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Hoy, we the it was a thing. It was a scene out of Spinal Tap. There's this famous director named Joseph Kahn, and he wants this thing built, and he draws it on a piece of paper for the gal that we worked for, right? And he wrote just like in Spinal Tap, inches you know, the two dots, inches, right? So we build this set. It's supposed to be a church for a Leon Rimes video. And then we build it and it takes like two days and it's 24 hours a day and whatever. And it looks cool. I'm thinking, doesn't really look like a church, <laughs> but, but it is like the drawing, like the, yeah. the, you know, the measurements of the drawing. He comes in in the morning and he, or late at night and he goes, what the fuck? And he walks to the back of the church. And what he meant to say was feet, not
2: inches.
0: (laughs) total. That's why it didn't look like a church. Mm. Chris doesn't suffer fools gladly. I want to tell you this, Chuck.
1: No, you know, it's funny because I saw a picture of Mike. I think it was Chris and Todd. Yes, yeah, the convention. Yeah. And I and I showed the Jackson Brown concert. I work, I work (laughs) I work with Todd's sister, Kelly. Oh, okay. I know Kelly real well. And she goes, I I go, who who's that hoy guy? And she goes, She he's one of the real ones. (laughs) 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 I know what I know what that means. Real alcoholic or
0: real maniac. So when you hear what hoy does, he's not privy to the argument about the measurements. It's he's up on a scissor lift, right? Like Trying to put something up in the air. I think a chandelier thing. This is at one o'clock in the morning. And they're they're arguing about the specific, and the, the shoot at 8 a.m. And so it's decided we fucked up. We have to rebuild it, not five inches back, but five feet back. It has to come at this angle and go out. And then you got to build the side. It really wasn't that much work, but it was going to be a pain in the ass. And we were going to be there till four in the morning and whatever. So the Joseph leaves, all the important people leave and Ahoy, all of a sudden I look up and P is coming down from the scissor lift onto the (laughs) stage.
1: <laughs> and I look up and I go, dude, what
0: the fuck are you doing? He goes, Bobby, we ain't got no time for any pee breaks. We're just gonna have to pee right here. Do you remember that boy?
3: Uh, there was so much chaos back in those days. I can't remember half of it. Wait, please. People that like you remind sober, me of right? all of it. What, yeah. what about that one guy in the paint store?
0: Which one was that?
3: that burned me and bianca for uh the, the money oh, yeah the you director punched guy. Him out in front of yeah you punched <laughs> him out in front of tropical <laughs> yeah yeah but but then it escalated i saw him again in the paint store i told him you better pay me or else and then i poured that cup of coffee on his head you picked me up from the airport you don't remember that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and i was so, like i i acted like it was you know they they come to three days later and they're like I go, sorry, you know, I didn't, I didn't even know what was happening. They go, there's a camera in the store.
2: Oh, God, and you're a convicted felon. Oh, my God, that's oh. no good. So, so, how did you go to so, prison when you got, when you relapsed?
0: Acid. He was stealing acid. Weren't here? Or deal. What, what I, was no, it, Hoy? I went to jail
3: for acid once. I went to jail up in Oakland, and that was when it was like attempted murder. You know what I mean? When you and I right. had 200 <laughs> hits. And they sent me to jail in, uh, we were at the Oakland uh, Coliseum, so I went to jail in Oakland. That wasn't fun. That was a uh, that was a ninety day detour. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and went in there. I'm like, I'm never going to use again. This is it. I'm back in AA. You Were know, you in this. a Thunderdome situation? Oh yeah, it was gnarly. I mean, but I mean, the black people in Oakland are different than the black people in LA. You know what I mean? Everyone's cool up there. You know, so it wasn't uh, like I didn't see any white people. You know, it was, it was pretty gnarly. <laughs> and, and I'm in there with a bunch of guys that go, yeah, we, we, we're part of Two Shorts crew. You know what I mean? I'm like, who's too short? You know what I mean? I didn't know about any of this stuff. <laughs> no, this man, is like you're about 89, guy. you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> so funny. that, that but, then you, and then I, but, I got, I swear I'm never going to use again. I didn't make it to Santa Cruz before I started smoking pot, and, and then and then it goes again and then a few more years, then then it was like in and out, in and out, in and out, and uh finally, you know, I got arrested. Have you been then, sober?
0: Have you been sober since that halfway house on Vine?
3: Yeah. Oh my god in heaven. But that's the thing. Bobby, that sounds like it's it's a lot uh, that was that was a year before you
0: came in. Twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was a long year for me, Hoy. That was yeah. a long year. Mm-hmm. That, that was long. 94. <laughs> in, uh, that was August
3: 94.
1: Yeah, yeah see, that's, that's part of that thing where that when someone, you're brand new and someone's got 60 days, it seems yeah. like such a difference. But yes. then eventually you both got a year. Well, I got you're that both,
0: same. Wait a minute. I got that same. That, that That's a weird time morph thing. My heroes, this is crazy to think about. My heroes are only like seven years older than me. Like, I think Joe Strum is only like seven years older than me. Like think about when you're an 18 year old kid watching the clash and you're just like, Oh my God. And then you get to know him and then he dies and you read the obituary and go, fuck, he's only seven years older than me. That, yeah, that's, those that's those are difference. big years
2: when you're young. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, Bob, when you and Anthony came over and, and, uh, And tried to intervene with me at the at the Silver Lake house. Um, Yeah, you didn't stay sober, but Anthony did, right? Yes. Wow, he's got.
0: So, and it's and it's weird how we all ships. There's a a a Beebop Deluxe song called "We Are Like Ships Passing in the Night." It's these these kind of convergence where we're all sober all through from '89 till like '99. We're all sober. I would say we're all sober most of the 90s. I would say I was like in and out of rehab, and I'd have four months or 30 days or eight months. So, and then I finally get sober in March of 96, which is almost at the halfway point. I've been sober ever since. So, most of us were sober most of the 90s, but some of us went to prison in those other times. <laughs> right. uh, like, everything
3: didn't of us. get sober some until of we us. were on that tour. The bicycle
0: tour. I know, 99. I remember that, but but he had five years before
3: that too. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah when he first when he first started going to meetings, I, I I went and took him out on pass out of uh Van Nuys a- ASAP.
0: ASAP. Yeah, we were talking about ASAP. They don't make rehabs like that anymore. Yeah, no, that they was really a cool don't. Base. Even like even the like I put a friend of mine in Cry Help the other day. Like Cry Help is like soft, man. It's just fucking soft it was pretty gnarly when i rolled in there at 18 years old
2: 2023
0: (laughs) we got to go marlene and jack are retiring hoy we got to go to the retirement thing what's that i didn't even hear it's coming up yeah it's coming up marlene told me marlene's so great i love her she's like she um yeah that's the end of but it is so funny it's just like any other rehab it's like nobody's mean nobody's like condescending. It's just like any other rehab now. It's just I like,
1: think you really miss therapeutic communities. I really do. Well, <laughs> I miss them because I don't have to be in them. <laughs> that's that's what Warren and I warn all the time. It's like you can't put a, a sign on someone that says I'm a not, compulsive not liar. Not
0: signs, but just like you don't, you know, I mean, as recent as like when I started going back there when, uh, when uh, Wallace ran the detox, I was there a lot. And they would tell people, you don't know shit. Shut up. Go back to your room. Now they don't do that. Bob, anymore. Do you remember me asking
3: Wag, did they shave to your
2: head? Did they shave your yeah, head? They did they shave, shave my head. They shaved my head. Want,
3: I didn't want to shave my head. I was like, fuck this. I'm out of here. And uh-huh. I said, you know what? I said, you can go fuck yourself. And I walked out the front door. I turned right. And there's Gloria coming back from McDonald's. Hi, yeah, honey. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> out of here for you. She goes, wait a second, honey. Come on. She grabbed me by the hand. She, I go, they want to shave my fucking head. She goes, come on, let's go shave your head. Go shave your I head, argued, yeah.
0: I was in there in 94 and they wanted to shave my head. Now it was kind of you had to, and they strongly recommended it as a shedding of your chunky. Uh, oh, no, there was no strong. No, but I'm saying anything. by 94, they still shaving heads, but you gotta, you gotta kind of sign up for it. And my argument Ooh. was this, and because I'm always a good arguer. Chuck, watch this. I said, you know, all these Peckerwoods in here, that's, that's their hairstyle. Like, you that's should make bad. them grow their fucking hair. <laughs> the guy, yeah, it, was it, that it wasn't guy, like it was that, that tech, back then. It was that check. Uh, no, this is the, all the YAs. They all have short hair. That's the look right. of 94, right? right? You shave right. your head. So I said, if you really Not want to do filler. behavior modification, <laughs> you should make those little gangbanger kids grow their hair long. And uh, the guy who I spoke to was that big um, uh, tech. What's his name? Uh, Luis or what was his name? Anthony, the big, big tech guy. He'd always say, listen up, people. Listen up. Uh, he was a great tech. Anyways, I said to him, this confused look went on his face like, the fuck is this white boy talking about? <laughs> I miss that, Chuck. I miss that moment where two cultures, two, two, like kind of mindsets, two Americans just butt up against each other and just don't understand each other. Yeah, I dug a grave with a shovel, with a spoon. Yeah, that was Michael, that Michael Kelly. They made Michael Kelly do that.
1: Well, if they come in bald, make them grow it. If they come in with long hair, make them cut it. No, no, no. See, I didn't want to cut my hair. <laughs> I, argument, I know. And 94 is when it started going downhill. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> because don't, some guy didn't don't want help to cut me, his hair.
0: Chuck, I'm winning the argument here. <laughs> don't help me.
2: But it was also. I have pictures of Anthony cutting your dreads off.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I did do that. that. But that well, was because a girl left me. I was shedding a, a whole, a whole lifestyle. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, right. that's yeah. No, I shaved my head, and then I was so you know, I did drink 30 beers a day, Chuck. So I was not a small 30 person, 30 beers a day. I was not small. And somebody, some I get all these bad information, I just run with it because it seems to work. So somebody told me Budweiser's made out of rice hops, it's less fattening. So then I was like, oh, okay, that's uh, I'm, a, I'm a Budweiser guy. And then as I ballooned to 212 pounds, Chuck, I said. <sighs> Wow! I said, you know, I'm doing the right thing here. I'm drinking Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you, you know, and, and potato when somebody juice vodka would
1: have done you so much better. You know, you the, funny thing is,
2: the funny thing is, is Bob never drank whiskey or hard booze, but oh, he drank. I couldn't drank stand. Constantly. I couldn't he, stand drank hard constantly and, he drank beer. and as long as he drank beer and always drank beer all day long, he was fine until you put like speed or something in there. Yes. Yeah, then it just kid. turns into a big nightmare.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I, I'm one of the few people who uh, my sponsor in 1995 said to me when I had calmed down from smashing all the windows of his house. Yeah, which Coke, I probably. think. It, it, well, no, think about this though. It says in the and I reminded him of this. I said, "Well, John, it does say in the big book we should be ready for our." um to keep a cold a beer in our fridge to nurse a sick alcoholic <laughs> and that our furniture might get smashed. So this is kind
1: of... God, kinda nothing that. worse than the guy that wrecks your house and then quotes the book. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. No no wonder you ran out of friends.
0: <laughs> I thought he was... It says in was, the book, dude. I thought he was having sex with my girlfriend. It turned out they were looking for me because I'd ran off to do drugs. But anyway. <laughs> doesn't say so, that in the
2: book, though. So <laughs> I smashed
0: I smash the windows and then that's exhausting I don't know if you've ever smashed a whole <laughs> duplex's windows but it gets exhausting especially if you've been up for two or three days uh, so I'm just sitting on his front oh, porch fuck. front step <laughs> and exhausting. he pulls up he pulls up with my girlfriend Max and she comes up to hug me and goes where have you been and I'm like and Johnny goes walking around his house going what the what have you done to my house?
1: <laughs> I just ran some kids off.
0: <laughs> I stole their back. You won't believe it, dude. These kids just ran up and broke all <laughs> yeah, the windows. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, so, anyways, one one. after that event, I did get sober the next morning. I stayed at his house. Think about that. I stayed at his house. You what a, what a guy house.
1: was it? What tea? a
0: fucking guy it was. No, he, he was, <laughs> was he was cold? he was well to do, and he like had the wood things put in so uh so I, i'm staying at his house and the next morning i'm all hung over and i'm fucking depressed and whatever and and he said bob i want you to know one thing and he i said what and he goes you don't take alcohol seriously you keep talking about dope this dope that dope this i don't know if you're ever gonna stop and ever be sober but you should never drink ever huh. that was my sponsor told me that right Mm. he almost gave me permission to do heroin and coke as long as i didn't drink that's how i heard it
2: Uh, he probably did you're a bad alcoholic i mean i kind i kind of don't think so i
0: was was drunk and belligerent when i broke the windows yeah but there was cocaine involved too crack cocaine crack cocaine shock (laughs) anyway so isn't it a miracle 27 years in nine days i I don't know i told i told uh uh elvis knows what sobriety is because mom's sober so he said how many years do you have and i said like i think i'm coming up on 25 and he goes what year did you get sober because he knows it he knows his brother moved in when he was 10 and he goes elijah's 36 And I was like, yeah, well, I'm not good with math, Elvis. What is your point? (laughs) I'm a
1: musician, not a mathematician. (laughs) and
2: And I had to,
0: I really like 10, 36. Yeah. So I realized, no, I was, I was one year behind how much time I have. So I'm closing in on 27. I thought it was 26 until my two sons corrected me. All right. I remember when you were pregnant with Elijah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> i spoke to her last night actually
1: because we're gonna great. be
0: grandparents how about oh that? But yeah oh, i saw yeah. i saw him take a cake yeah he got his cake oh, he's cool. gonna be it's supposed to be april 15th and i was like i'd go for the 14th or 16th if i were you <laughs> would you want to be born on tax day oh, speaking oh, of taxes.
1: no 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 no
0: <laughs> april 15th it's like it's like when
1: no, it should it should be the day before so they can get the exemption.
0: Also, yeah, exactly. we had to we had to, we <laughs> fi- we finally put the dog down, the, the Chrissy's dog after, you know, weeks of going around and around and the kids all saying goodbye and all this stuff. And uh, and and it it was it was sad, but it wasn't sad. The dog was really sick. It had cancer, it was really sick. So um, we put the dog down today my my in-laws did and uh Sorry i tell Sid when that. i pick her up at school i said so so scarecrow's gone now he's, he's in doggy heaven or whatever and she said this is awesome she said queenie's gonna be sad we gotta bring snowball over there like, you know what i mean so i believe the human beings are good Just mm -hmm. by what I see in my children. By nature, they are compassionate and good. She immediately Mm -hmm. thought of the lonely dog whose best friend just died. Let's take our dog over there and cheer it up, right? Mm -hmm. But give her six more years of public education, (laughs) she ain't going to be like that anymore. I swear to God, I swear to God, I don't like our system of society and, and education. Like her heart is pure. Like we got to think about Queenie. Queenie's going to be so sad. Her friend's gone. Right. But two more years, she'll be thinking about what it means to her. I, I don't know what we do and why we talk about these flashbacks or these memories of a, of a forgotten era where Chris Hoy lets me sleep on his couch with when everyone we know is telling him not to do that. Right. Yeah, well yeah, so, plus,
3: plus plus the plus the girlfriend was cool with it too, you know. She was she, yeah, was, old she was cool
0: too. Bianca was cool. Yeah. She gave me a pair of glasses, I still have. That's great. Yeah, Blue Bob brand. eventually
3: got a, got a key and he got upgraded to the room and Max moved in. And then we put then we put Bohm on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Boomer. Uh, Bianca I mean, I got you know, Bohm has been on the show, and I gotta admit, like when you guys, when he got out of jail, I was like, oh, he's not staying. Can he go to see he south? Like, yeah, like, is he staying here? Because I really wanted a little privacy. <laughs>
1: was, oh, was, no. Not, now I someone was, on the couch is cramping <laughs> Bob style. Oh, my God. I had
0: like four months, and I'd already <laughs> lost that, like, compassion. What's with
1: the new guys? What's with all I the mean, new guys? Just, how, how long is
0: he staying for? I mean, a couple <laughs> of nights? because you know i like to watch
1: cnn at night you know you you made a great point with um with sid and and, you know when you when when we find kids and they're in that feeling mode and i do everything to affirm that and to just try and you know to catch them doing something right because when they're feeling for other people, and when they're caring, to let them know that you appreciate that about I them. I think it's a natural state of children. I really do. I think that I, we train we them not it.
0: to be that way. I think we yeah. train them not to be that way.
1: Unless unless we train them to be true to themselves their and their feelings and what's really going on and to express it. Because that's the other thing is being male and being of of my age, we were allowed to feel but not. Share it, you know. You didn't talk out loud, not like the kids today, where they everything you hear everything there is to know about them in, in five minutes. But the the idea that it, I think it's so cool when when Bug wants to write a, a get well letter to somebody and mail it to him. Yeah, you know, it's, cool. it's just like take the time and do it and say that is right on. Thank you, they'll appreciate that. Right, yeah. and I, just the little small
0: things that AA taught me, and then <clears throat> you know. I always say, "There's well, I don't say it like Bob Newer said it. Gloria, you say it. There's only three states of being in relation to recovery. That is, Guess, entering solid. into it, entering into it, fully engaged in it, or exiting it. And what right. the magic of AA is, and why we all need each other. This was Bob Newhart's thing. Why we all need each other is the person entering." sometimes is pulling the person exiting from leaving the back door and be and by asking them to sponsor them or by by needing help or needing to go to a meeting that you're actually taking someone who has time seven eight years nine years who's on their way out the door to pull them back into engagement in the process that it's a magical thing of of everybody's at these different places and the and that happens to me time and time again. I mean, I got somebody in to cry help on Friday. I I every time somebody asks me to do something, though I don't want to do it, and I think I've done enough in my lifetime. Every time I do it, I feel more my life has more meaning. And I always forget it. I'll forget it as soon as I say this.
1: Until you do it, and then you go, wow, I remember this felt good. And it's just totally altruistic. I don't, I don't even like, like I the thank yous really, on the back end.
2: I have a
0: really important thing at 11 tomorrow. And then somebody asked me if I would talk to these newcomers at 10. And I said, well, I have a hard out at 11. That's what we say in show business. Chris Hoy taught <laughs> me that. I got a hard out. Um, wow. Sounds dirty. And, and so, no, that's a show business term. Hard okay. out,
2: right? Hard out means you're leaving. Yeah. No matter okay. so, what, so, <laughs> no matter what, right away,
0: and <laughs> no matter what. So I'm gonna do this thing at ten in the morning, and then I I've done it like three or four times, and it is so crazy your ego and how we how I think of this stuff. So I it's on a Zoom call, and and you can see the I can see the whole group, right, and I and they can see me, and I can see that seven out of nine of could give a fuck and aren't paying attention they're getting up and they're leaving and whatever. Right. But there's always one or two that ask questions or whatever. And that's what, that's why I do it. That's what's so fun. Like uh, Anthony said this thing at the old ASAP, they used to say there's 20 of you. Only one of you is going to only two of you statistics say only two of you are going to make it. And I remember being in that group in like 90s. It ain't going to be me. <laughs> one, I, I was like, it ain't going to be me. I didn't even look around. Anthony said he looked around like, who's going to be the other guy? Who's going to be my partner in this? Right. Mm. And, and I just, uh, you know, but somehow we both ended up sober. That's the magical thing about it.
3: Uh, so yeah, in like the front or or what the you back. were saying, they should ask people who's in their last 30 days, not who's in their first 30 days. <laughs> 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 those are the ones that we need to help to so bring them back. Has anybody, caught on?
1: Amendment. That's a good one. Is I think anybody
0: I, I, in their last 30 I days? I
3: <laughs> always say that. I like to see the people <laughs> in their last 30 days. Oh, man. I think i I might be able to talk to those people. <laughs> yeah, okay If I a good that,
0: Let's get that going. I remember when a good friend of ours, I won't call him out, came back to meetings after like seven years. He had not gone to meetings, but he had stayed sober. And I'm sitting at Tropical, and he comes and sits down next to me because it's a familiar face. Like, you know, there's a lot of young people at Tropical, and I'm 40. So he sits down. And he's literally just vibrating. And this is a guy who used to idolize in sobriety. So then I'm saying, and he's getting up and he's going into the tropical and he's going outside and then he comes back in and he's just fidgety and whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, he's loaded. Right. And so for the rest of the hour and a half, I'm just like, oh my God, I got to talk to him. He, you know, we got to call Mike. We got to, we got to get on this. Like. And it was just shocking to me that this icon of recovery is loaded, right? Yeah. And so I outside, we're talking. I go, I go, so dude, like we should maybe call Mike and Mike and like figure something out. And he goes, about what? And I go, (laughs) well, dude, you feel like you feel like you're coming out of your own skin. He goes, dude, I haven't been to a meeting in seven years. And I said, okay, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we—I was really trying to get a hold but, of Mike Martin and Mike he help you,, because <laughs> I don't know you that well, and, and like, and then he said, "Dude, I'm still sober," and I was like, "What?" And that—that's what being away from meetings for seven years. You're just like when you're in them, you're just fucking vibrating. You can't stand it. You're so it's so foreign to your self-run riot, self well run riot that you can't. You know what I mean? He really was vibrant. Right. And I just assumed he was loaded and he wasn't. So it's not just the people on the last on their way out that are going to go get loaded. It's on your way out to a miserable kind of self-obsessed existence. Right. Yeah. That's really that, what it is. I mean that, that, that's worry. the reason
3: why I picked mm-hmm. up after 5 years I stopped going to meetings. You know? And finally it's just like you why well, you might as well, you know, or or you're just like that without it. It's, <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> like
1: I I uh I don't know. Well, you know, because it seems it, it, like the reminders are are more than anything. I mean, anybody that takes as many knocks on the head as we do to get sober, we need to be reminded why we're there every once in a while. I like to go and be amongst my people. I like to hear people speak, and I get it. I like to be where I know. And I I, feel.
0: I don't like I don't like going to meetings where I know everybody. I like going to meetings where it's just like young people and like observing and kind of. One thing I don't like is when some old t- old guy like in a coat walks up to me and says, are you new? And I was like, no, I got 20 years. Fucking get away from me. <laughs> but, but I do because I moved out here to Claremont seven years ago and I'll drop in and, and I don't know anybody, but I like I know which meetings the old people go to and then I know which meetings young people go to and I just, like, I just like going and listening to people, but I don't like being personally involved with people. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but I do like listening to young people because it gives me hope because i'm dealing with young people at work and none of them seem to be getting sober so then i go to young people's (laughs) meeting and there's like fucking 40 kids sober it's pretty inspiring and then you wonder like yeah but you didn't get sober either you know it takes what it takes i don't even think they can get sober do you chuck i mean we're dealing with something that is pharmacological (laughs) it's kind of crazy some kid can't, or not kid, he was like, he's like 35 years old. He keeps texting me, like, what, what, you know, what is the AA 12 and 12 say that there are no mind altering substances? He said, What is sobriety? And then he, I said, No mind altering substances. And he goes, Is Depakote mind altering? It's mood stabilizing. And I was like, I don't want to fucking have this argument, but I guess, yeah, I guess it's mood altering. Uh, so rehabs are
1: actually giving away mood-altering drugs, correct, Chuck, or not correct? Well, of course, that makes sense. But I mean, that, that goes back to the thing that sobriety is, is yours. It's yours to own it. Someone who needs Depakote is, is dealing with usually bipolar situations, Correct. Yeah, isn't it the most overdiagnosed thing in the world? Isn't every well, we're all bipolar? diagnosable in the first six yeah. months. So I think yeah. I
3: think I, I suffer from all that shit. I'm glad I never got tested, or I'd be
2: on all that <laughs> stuff too.
1: Yeah, me too.
2: <laughs> For sure, you would be like, oh, I
1: don't I, know,
2: Mike. Every, they every might, you know, Mike. A- they
0: might give you a little psychostimulant.
2: See, that's I what everybody's tells me. Everybody, let's uh, let <laughs> even people who aren't in the program. Uh, the, the girl I went out with for a long time, she says, Maybe you should go get tested and see if you need some medication. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't need any what does that medication. test look like? <laughs> I don't need any <laughs> fucking medication, man. What are they gonna do? Put circles and squares and spiraling things in front of my eyes? <laughs> you two amateurs have two professionals with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amateurs. Wow. Chuck, let's
0: ask the questions. Mike, well, any, uh, anything you Mike, anything you have to stop,
3: and you can't—that's mood altering.
2: Mood altering, just try stopping. <laughs> I know how to fucking medicate myself. Don't tell me I need to go on medication. I know how to medicate myself already. Chuck, Chuck just your gut feeling.
0: What do you What do you think if Mike entered rehab today with all his signs and symptoms and history?
1: What meds would he be put on? Would he be med-seeking or is he trying to get No, he's, he's honestly
0: trying <laughs> to get his... Because if he's uh,
1: med-seeking, he could get them all.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, sure, But honestly. seriously, he doesn't... He just looks that way. I can tell you, Mike, you're not bipolar. For sure you're not. So you might be <laughs> depressive. You might have ADHD. Yeah, I probably got oh, that probably one. Got, oh, yeah. Don't we all? Jeez.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's OCD, ADHD. Um, one. A lot of people, a lot of people, we... we we dance around that but someone who's truly bipolar their mania goes on for days at a time and their depression is can't get out of bed depression and it's chemically it chemically happens how many people how many people that
0: are put on that that your rehab are truly like that none one two one out of
1: 30 30. (laughs) but but you know and and that's that's the other problem is that big pharma's got their foot entrenched. Like we, we had a doctor for a time that would tell people, you've been doing dope for 20 years. You're going to need to be on Suboxone for 20 years. Not because that doctor was an idiot, but because that's what they're taught. Yeah. And it's, and it keeps people sick. And we were talking about human and how long did human try and get off methadone? How long right. did was human struggling with his uh, you know, is pain from his car accident and, and, and trying to do non-narcotic um, pain management. And we've got doctors that just want to load people up. I mean, so it doesn't help people like us.
0: Well, and well pain, pain is something that as you age, you're going to be living with. And here's the thing. It's called the pain syndrome, right? You, you grow a tolerance for pain. So if you block pain, and then you take the blocking of the pain away after six months or a year or two years, you have no tolerance for pain. Everything <laughs> hurts.
1: A, everybody in rehab, their teeth, their back, their neck, everything, their feet, right? Everything hurts about a month in.
0: And I'm not discounting <laughs> pain, I'm just saying
1: is, the, is no, <laughs> what I'm saying is,
0: is the is the is the solution worse than the problem? And to Dep- me. Oxycontin is worse than the pain of the that you get it for.
2: I'm kind of getting a neck ache just thinking about it. yeah,
1: exactly. Right? I mean once you're 50,
0: everything starts I hurting anyway.
1: I have a well, neck that's, ache that's the beauty well,
0: Hoy, of pills. We'll give a final thing. So Hoy moves to Indonesia, he's <laughs> driving down a country road one night. They don't have lights in Indonesia. I don't know if you're aware of this. It's very no romantic. electricity. Whenever well, you,
3: there is uh, some places and some spots and
0: so every time you get told there's a place to go live that's perfect, Chuck, know that it's bullshit. Because Chris Hoy went and lived there, and there's no street lights, and there's guess what else there isn't? So this no streetlights causes you to go face first into a truck. Part Aww. two is there's no hospitals. <laughs>
1: Oh well, without the electricity, <laughs> yeah. that'd be rough.
0: But but the view he had from his nine hundred dollar a month house was amazing. <laughs>
1: During the day,
2: all <laughs>
0: right? Well, I, yeah,
2: you can yeah. recover, right? He
0: used to tell me, Bobby, Bobby, I got a three bedroom house for nine hundred dollars a month. Yeah, and there's no light. No, no, and there's no, no. It no was a hundred dollars
3: a month. <laughs> it was 100. What? Oh, you paid. You paid how
0: month. much? You oh, you paid it annually, right? Yeah, no, I paid five years up front. It was like six
3: grand for five years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. But Dude, wait, then you don't have to worry it about, about.
0: Is it <laughs> cool because they have? Like I said, they have no street lights. So you're driving down a dark road. Street with no lights, lights. Not, not everywhere,
3: but there's street lights. There's Do hospitals. Do they have mosquitoes? Too. You just don't want to be in them. Yes. There's some oh, I thought
0: I thought there was no hospital where you crashed.
3: No. oh, I mean, I had to pick my like I was getting carried by Indonesians. I was like, I came to I'm like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Put me down, fuckers. You know what I mean? like Oh, did you think I, they were kidnapping you? <laughs> I didn't know what happened. I didn't know if I killed somebody. I didn't know anything. So then I I, I <laughs> I saw my scooter sitting there. I saw the keys were still in it. And I was like, hey, where's my, where's my phone? And someone handed me my phone. It was on my, on my waist. And then I just jumped on the bike and took off with your right? face crashed in with my face smashed in. And then I called the, called the boys I was going to meet. I was beating Todd, uh, Kelly's brother. It was his last mm. night. It was his last night. I was asleep. And these guys are like, Hey, get up. Come on. Let's go to dinner. And I said, man, I'm sleeping. I'm going surfing in the morning. And they're like, come on, come on, come on. So I get up, I go to meet him. I drive slow in the, usually I drive like a maniac. I drove slow in the, just to cruise and I fucking hit the truck. Right. So <laughs> oh, I, I call God. them, I call them and I'm like, fuck, I, I just got in an accident. They said, where are you? I'm coming to you. I said, no, I'm coming to you. It's bad. And then I was like, oh, I think I just swallowed my tooth. You know, just like going, oh, no. shit, I've got a oh. high tolerance for pain, you know, and I managed to go as probably about I don't know, six miles or eight miles to where they were. And, uh, you know, I pulled up and it was just blood every, you know, it turned into a whole thing, but, uh, <laughs> And you, you went know, to a
0: hospital I, that night?
3: Yeah. Well, they took me to three places that said, you know, no, they didn't want to admit you keep moving. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't handle it, you know? <laughs> and then uh, finally I get to a place and, you know, I remember that. I remember they give me a shot of something. Right. And it felt good. And I remember I, I wrote on a I couldn't talk. My jaw was broken in three places and knocked my teeth out and I, and I was like, "I'm gonna be sick." know, <laughs> it was good shit. Oh, no. me, you know, and but and, <laughs> and I couldn't write with my right hand because my shoulder was fucking out. You know what I mean? So I'm writing with my left hand. I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> you know, and he he's like, "Oh shit!" And <laughs> I puked all over the place. You know, it was oh like, my god! And I'd been swallowing blood,
0: so it was just all blood. Oh,
2: you blood know? and puke, awesome. Yeah. I would so watch that television so show.
0: Chuck, why is that not time, a television show? Every time you hear about paradise in New Zealand or Indonesia or the Philippines <laughs> or Guam or one of these places, just remember that's what can happen.
1: Was that yeah, sober?
0: Happened. Yeah,
1: that, was, that sober. was sober. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: that a sober, sober. adventure. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, a sober <laughs> adventure. But I wasn't very sober when they gave me that shot or whatever they gave me, though.
2: Yeah, but I helped to get through. You know, sometimes How you do have to take. That's care. why there's a
0: lot of gray area you know and,
3: and and they, did they, you get
0: they, everything fixed down there or you came home to get it fixed uh
3: i i got my jaw fixed and they wired it wrong so those are the kind of hospitals
1: you're dealing with you know what i mean <laughs> hey they uh, tried they tried yeah,
3: they tried and then then i went to uh i went to thailand which is really good that they, they fixed my shoulder and uh and then that was that was the only uh, issues i had what about your my teeth? How'd you teeth. get teeth back? Oh, I bet I got those back in uh, Indo too.
0: Indonesia you know, too? Yeah, yeah. Those are teeth. With the dentist. Yes. <laughs> I got nothing for anybody else, but I I've been like the Pope about this shit. I've had oral surgery posts put in with nothing. I've had, I've luckily never had any bad accidents. I'm trying to think. I've never been in a car accident since I've been sober. I wonder if that has anything to do with sobriety, Chuck. Now, I went to Oklahoma just because I didn't trust Dennis in LA, and I had my first teeth done in Oklahoma at my mom's dentist, and he didn't give me anything, but he did give my mom was a medical assistant. She had a syringe of Novocaine, and she would came in my room like at 12 o'clock and shot my mouth back up. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. oh went yeah, to my not, mom's house. A lucky hoy, break chris yeah hoy is, chris hoy has been to my mom's house in tulsa oklahoma
3: yeah huh. yeah bob yeah,
0: bob, bob, like, bob gives me a call one day
3: hey hoy what are you doing i said not that i'm taking a little break from that studio shit he goes you got a credit card i'm like yeah he goes, you want you you, you to be re- for the
0: bicycle
3: people
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, it is essential to have a credit card when you're touring. I don't
2: know if you're aware of this, and I didn't qualify for a credit card. I'm
1: that's shocked. How,
2: that's how little Louie got in the business.
0: That's how little Louie got in the
3: business, <laughs> too. Having a girlfriend
2: can be very valuable. We drove from Cole Studios to
0: uh, Maine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, no, the other way around. We drove home from Maine. Yeah, the tour ended. Here's a great tour. Yeah, we started there, though. We started at Cole Studios.
3: Remember, we went to Josh's parents' house to pick him up. We had to sign a release. Yeah, oh, we'll right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> so, get no, this, no. Chuck. So, Chili Peppers tour starts in Portland, Maine. And we're in Los Angeles. Oh, that was the last show. Yeah, right. And so, we're in Portland, Maine. We through the is whole the last day. show. And then we had New Year's Eve at the Forum. We had to get back, didn't we? And, no, and we Ho- just drove. We were just from, sick of it and got back. You and we me. We drove from Portland, Maine to Los Angeles in four days. Yeah.
1: And you guys didn't kill each other and you're still friends. Nah, no. We, we had fun a lot the whole time. We house. smoked
0: lots of cigarettes. Me and Hoy, <laughs> Ho- we didn't have the kids with us. It was. Yeah. So, th- we, you know, I had we, a band that had Josh Klinghoffer was like 19, Andrew Clark was like 24. Who else? Uh, Chris, Chris Warren's like 25. And then me and Hoy, he was, he was on the Chili Pepper bus. Yeah, yeah. So and the other and guy Hoy was, came up with this thing like the old guys will just travel together. So we yeah, just we,
3: you know we, we, we just them jammed off on
0: the Foo Fighters. We pawned them off <laughs> on
1: the.
0: We And so, so at, at a gig, right? because so it was it was us the Foo Fighters and Chili Peppers at a gig if one of them said, well, I haven't talked to anybody about whether I could travel with them. Cause Foo Fighters had buses and Chili Peppers had buses and planes. They were on the plane and, too. Yeah. They're on the plane. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like Andrew would say, well, I haven't talked to Chris or whatever the, the guy in Foo Fighters. And I was like, well, let's go talk to him. Cause I so <laughs> didn't want them to travel. With us. <laughs> like, where's Chris? Hey, Chris, can Andrew ride with you guys? <laughs> Yeah, we hung it out the moms me for Hoy, a bit. Me and Hoy across America for two months. That was fun.
3: <laughs> One thing that Bob was able to do for me that was great was he uh, he returned the favor. You know, you got Steve into rehab. You got, you know, some yeah. of my friend's kids into rehab. You were able to help a lot of, like, I didn't know what to do. And I just call you or go see you. And you're just like, yeah, bring him in. Tell him to ask for this doctor. You know what
0: I mean? yeah, yeah.
2: All I remember that. Steve yeah. was
0: a, Steve was an amazing guy. He passed away, didn't he?
2: Yeah, he did. Bob, pass you're away 27 cancer. years sober, man, and you've helped a lot of people, man. That's you've that's helped I know, a, a lot, lot of people. Enough. So
0: I can cancel this. Can I cancel this 10 a.m. newcomer meeting tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> no,
2: you don't get out of that. Nope. <laughs> send Mike. Send Mike, email. send Mike
0: Bart to pinch it. That's for part you. of the
2: deal. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: no it's been fun Hoy, if it wasn't for chris Hoy, i'd be dead and i like when people say that about people chuck not buildings not programs not about people it is and and i know this
3: podcast has touched like my friends in australia know about it a bunch of people like hey i listen to that thing all the time so you guys are a wide you know people don't want to die you know
1: yeah, we didn't get- <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the idea. Right? It's
0: <laughs> like, like-
3: we're, we're all gonna <laughs>
1: eventually, but the, the single, the number one most avoidable cause of death is drug overdose. Yeah.
0: Well, also falling in the shower. There's a lot of people die falling in the shower. I'm so. I'm I think so they're loaded. Conscious of yeah. being in the shower. Like, as I age? Because I think you fall and you cut yourself in (laughs) glasses. You need to
1: get a walk-in tub. I've seen that. Those things are so rad.
0: (laughs) That's what I mean. I need the old people thing where you just sit down. A walk-in tub and a bed that sits
1: up for you? I'm all there, man. No, but I
0: mean, literally, if you go for cause of death, like, falling accidents in the shower is a big one. Like, we lose, like... 10,000,
2: 15,000 people. I just saw, I mean, I was just uh, looking at a documentary on that, on uh, the Cranberry <laughs> Singer girl, right? Like she. oh, uh,
1: Dolores O'Riordan. Yeah. She,
2: she saw, died she saw in saw? the bathtub, in the bathtub, drowned in the bathtub. And she was just uh, drunk. She was not. She was time. highly intoxicated though. No, she was. They said she, she yeah. her elevation was, her, was just her medication at a uh, prescription level. But she did have uh, alcohol, a lot of alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I'm telling you, I'm conscious of when I take a shower, I'm sober. Uh, I'm a good driver. I'm a good driver. Don't Dad die. says I'm a good driver. I can Don't use the die. car. I can drive the car. I'm a good driver.
2: Yeah. I've been and, uh, nobody
0: gets that rain man reference. Oh my God. You yeah, guys. I do. <laughs> Excellent driver. Excellent driver. I got it.
3: So I'm, yeah. thinking,
0: so I'm thinking the only things that are going to get me is like heart disease or cancer. Those are the two things. So I, I check for cancer, the oh. ones that you can, huh? What about shooting coke? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'm gonna be sober, so I'm not gonna die from that. I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm a, I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm not gonna fall in the shower. I'm not gonna die in a car accident. So there's only two big ones. Heart disease. I don't have diabetes, another thing. So uh, heart disease cancer. Those are two ones all it's all for today. Right, well, I don't have all right. Good night, you guys. Thank you, hoy. Good night. It's good love to meet you. Happy you, Chris. birthday, Bobby. Bye-bye.
1: I, uh, hey, see you guys later don't
2: no, die okay bye bye uh, nice to meet
1: you Chuck nice to meet you too man
2: see you later All right. see you next week